The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to the, another Video Games to the Max, the official video games podcast at W2Net.com. We also in partnership with Formania.com as well. This is episode 166 of all the shows, and I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, we might as well get right into what we've been playing, because you've been playing a pretty big game that came out a few days ago now. It's been about four. Middle of Earth Shadow of War. Yep. And have you run into a loot box yet? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I got, the <laughs> gold, I got the gold edition, so it came with one. So. Ah, okay. Uh, and then... Yeah, it has like a two currencies. Like one is like one you have to pay for, and one is like just regular money. And yeah, I bought a few like with the regular money one. Okay, I mean, do you feel like it helped you at all? Or? Uh, not really, because all the stuff you get in loot boxes, most of it you can't really use right away. Like you get the big thing you get is orcs, like to populate your army, and you don't get a lot that ability till Act Two, which is like. Seven hours in the game, maybe more. <laughs> Ooh. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, just because so, there's so much controversy about that being, like, you know, making the game pay to win or whatever, and it seems like that just gets overblown I, by people. I think you get better quality orcs. Like, all the orcs in this game are, like, it's not the first game where it's just like, you know, here's an orc. Like, it doesn't, like they don't really have, didn't really matter which one you get. This game, they all have stats associated with them, like levels and then different skills and abilities and, like, strengths and weaknesses. Like, one orc might be immune to fire but weak to poison, or another one might be immune to stealth but weak to executions. And I think, like, the loot box orcs, especially the, like, ones you buy with the real currency boxes, like, those don't have as many weaknesses as, like, a regular, like, Orc you would get in a, bo- like a regular box or even you find in the game world, but mm, okay. I don't think it's like I don't think it's like game breaking by any means. I don't th- you know it's not the loot boxes aren't like the whole point of the game. It's not like Overwatch or like Dota two or anything. I mean, yes, you can certainly go through the game without using one. Oh yeah, I mean you should because you get. There's no real. There's nothing to spend the currency on. Like you get, you you get currency from destroying gear and just from like some orcs just have it. Like to, I mean, you just pick it up in the game world. Mm. And aside from upgrading gear, like from challenges, which costs like twenty five money, and you get hundreds, if not thousands, of currency as you progress through the game. So it's literally nothing. Like, there's nothing else to spend the money on, so you might as well spend it on these box boxes. <laughs> so you were telling me that apparently it's 
it's not really an open world game. It's more like, hey, there's sections and you can go to any of them. Yeah, so that's... I, I think the gameplay is fine. Like, it's the same damn gameplay as the first one. Like that's right. still holds up and pretty apparently well. Apparently, Assassin's Creed Origins is very much like it as well. So, uh, but I so I drew this analogy in Assassin's Creed Two. There was no like there was a bunch of different little cities that you went explored on and ran around in, and in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, they just gave you Rome as like a big open city to that was massive. And more like the first Mordor had a big open world or two of them because there's two different landmasses actually, but they were massive. And it wasn't until halfway through the game we hit the second landmass, so that was a big game. And this game has like essentially districts or like little different cities that you jump like that you do actions in, and that's it. Like there's three climbing towers per district, and that's about it. Hmm. Weird that they and decided can... to make the game, like, smaller. Yeah, I I think it's... It might be technically bigger, because I have a feeling there's, like, a lot more districts than I have unlocked so far. I only have, I think, four or five unlocked. Okay. But it feels very confining. The map is pretty bad at telling you where to, like, paths around these maps, like, around these areas, too, are really bad. But, yeah, it feels like I'm, like, bumping up against, like, invisible walls or just, you know, like... Like, the game basically says, okay, this is the end of this section. Go to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Like, I took over the... I took over my first fortress, you know, earlier today, and it was, okay, you did this area, go to the next one. And it's like, all right, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of seems like it takes you out of the moment, I guess. Yeah, and apparently uh, the game is going to like transition to like Clash of Clans at some point, which is really weird. What? Because you have, once you take over your first fortress, you can get invaded by other people online, and you can okay. also invade invade people, and then whatever orcs you have, like, manning your fortress, you can take, you know... You can take on like an assault run, or you know, have them be, be defenders, and that's probably where some of the loot box stuff comes into play, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that seems okay. That's a unique multiplayer aspect, I guess. <laughs> but, so how so uh-huh. how's the uh, nemesis system? It's fine. There's a lot more uh, orc classes, like I said before, like different. You know, there's a a tank orc or like a air like a you know archer orc or like an assassin orc. So, you know, you try to take those guys out. <laughs> uh, I got to the point now where I can dominate orcs, so I just turn all of them into my little friends, and they have some pretty good dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them was weird because one of them, I think, I killed another orc. And one I had dominated, like, broke free of his conditioning and came after me. And I was like, wow, all right. Wow, interesting. And I tried to take him over again, and it said he couldn't be, like, he had iron will now, so it couldn't be taken over. So I just beheaded him instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, nice. well, I guess that, that's, that works. <laughs> yeah, like, Nemesis, oh, you... like, 
I never, I mean, I've died a few times in this game, but I never got to the point in, like, the first one at least, like, where I had, like, a super built-up nemesis, because I, you just kill him, like, you don't, you don't let him run away, like, that, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> right. They, they have, like, retreating, or, like, you know, sprinting away, and it's like, fuck that, I'm going after you, you attack me first, I'm, I'm killing you. <laughs> That's smart, but so you don't get the fun of like your worst rival deciding to show up randomly when you're trying to take over this. Yeah, but thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that in, the, in, the, in any way because like I saw some in the first game where it was like, immune to everything except for like flies, and it's like okay, let's or like immune to everything except for like this one niche like attack or something and. You couldn't damage him any other way. And it's like, I don't want that in my game. <laughs> yeah, that seems kind of just... Like you're you're crushing your souls trying to beat that one guy. Yeah. Uh, but it's a... I don't think it's as impactful or, like, necessarily as... I guess awe-inspiring as, like, the first game was. Because that first game was such a shock to people when it came out. Or, right. you know... Uh, but it's still a good game. Like, this dumb story aside, where they turned the spider into a sexy goth chick, like, that's about it. <laughs> she liked the opening with, like, two hours of... Oh, she's like the first cinematic, or, like, the first yeah. ten minutes or something. It's like, why is, like, goth uh, Arwen, or whatever her name was from the movies in this, in this game now... <laughs> That seems really weird to just put in there, but okay. Uh, uh, and Gollum is back, which is kind of unfortunate. <laughs> I don't think he was, he's not voiced by the movie guy, right? No, he still sounds it's it's the same guy. I'm still it's the same voice actor from the first game, I assume. Okay. But it's just such a needless, I guess, pandering. Right. I mean, more than more than the goth chick, I would say it's just like, a, like don't don't do it. <laughs> it's like. Does he really need to be in here? Not, not yeah. really. Does the so would you like? I've heard a lot of this is more like Shadow of Mordor 1.5. Would you? I mean, it's an iterative sequel. I don't know why it took him. It took him three years to make this game. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> like, it's a lot of the same systems. Like, you get a lot more powers and stuff in this game. It seems like and. It doesn't thankfully start as slow as the first game did, but yeah, I mean it's an iterative sequel. It's not like it's not like going to blow you away or anything like that. It's not going to. It's not like you know Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or uh, Origin when that comes out in a few weeks or whatever. Like it's more the same. It's bigger, but it's kind of about it. <laughs> That's still good for people, especially if you haven't played the first one. A, yeah, and like having like actually upgrading your character now is kind of fun because the first game didn't really have that, or like upgrading your character's gear, I should say. Like you have a lot of you go through like a lot of gear in this game. So, did like the progression? There's a lot. They give you a lot more than the first game. Yeah, and, uh, the talent tree is a lot more blown out, and now you can have like. A main talent, and then a few different, like, I guess, supporting talents, or, like, one active supporting talent. Uh, 
inane. Like you have different, you have six different a bit like uh, weapon slot or and uh, equipment slots, like your sword, dagger, uh, bow, your armor, your hood, and your ring can all like it's just equipment. So you can whenever you kill an orc, you get new equipment, and you slot it right in. <laughs> and there's like rare equipment, legendary equipment, you know, epic stuff like that. So more like an MMO. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's more of an it's more of an RPG. Oh, you like that? Like it going that route, or? Yeah, I mean, it gives me a reason to like kill more orcs, like because in the first game I just took them all over, like, and then once I took over all of them, uh, I made all their heads explode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh yeah, it's it's good. Like I'll have a review of it in a few weeks because kind of backed up but <laughs> yeah but uh i mean good that uh, you're enjoying that and it's a good game that people should go pick up and be you know be rightfully excited about yeah if you're a fan of the first one get this one <laughs> so you were telling me that the snes classic now has a way where you can mod games into it and then and put more games than it originally had yeah, apparently the program, it's called HackChi, got updated to support the SNES Classic. Um, and there's, I want to say, 300 megabytes of like available storage on the SNES Classic to use. So, I mean, SNES games were like a megabyte to two megabytes big. So, right, I mean, yeah. do that math. I mean, you could put hundreds of games on this thing if you really wanted to. I put about, I put like 30 on mine, maybe like 25. Um, and yeah, it's easy to use and takes about five minutes. So, hey, right. oh, makes me uh, want to get one now. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I, I mean, I knew that was gonna happen. You know, within two weeks anyway when it came out, because of course it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I put, I put like Mega Man X two and three, Donkey Kong Country two and three, uh, Chrono Trigger, obviously. Uh, a few Power Ranger games and Tetris Battle Guide, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome to all have in one little system. You can. Yeah. <sighs> still not as good as my modded Xbox, but <laughs> hey, it's, it's has, so nice to have another the thing that does that. Uh, to be fair, I got two other modded Xboxes, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, apparently some some games don't work, like, entirely correctly, like, just graphical. Like, I think they said it had, like, 75% compatibility with, like, game, with, you know, the system. So a few games don't work correctly, but I doubt anyone's going to care about, like, Home Alone 2 or anything like that. Like, there's a lot of, like, yeah. you know, who cares games, essentially. Yeah, the shovelware games that no one... You know, yeah, like Chrono Trigger works. It's all that. That's all that really matters. <laughs> exactly, the game that should have been in there but is not. So, yeah. But yeah, even you can uh, apparently get the NES Classic. So, or put the uh, SNES Classic like front end into the NES Classic too. Yeah, it's... and they're also they're also I think 
I don't know if they have or not yet, but they're probably working on getting the NES Classic crap into this NES Classic, like you would assume. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all because those are even smaller. So you can yeah, definitely have all those games plus more. I'm sure. Plus, like better controller, I would I would assume. <laughs> Do you? We'll get into this a little later, but I've seen websites now come out with a Nintendo 64 Classic these 15 games that need to be on it or whatever we can uh, I mean I've, I've seen that I've, I, there's also like I think a recent Game Boy trademark from Nintendo Japan yes such that's that fuel like who knows about that but yeah there's probably like 15 N64 games they need to they need to increase the uh, storage size of the unit because the SNES and NES only have 512 megabytes of like memory of like hard drive space. And it's not even a hard drive. It's just flash memory. So you need at least a gigabyte for the N64 one. Well, that, and they have to decide if they want to pack in all four controllers. Cause that was a big thing about the 64. I would say, I would say two and then make sure you actually have like other controllers to be sold later on. Yeah, they could do that as well. But definitely this, you know, somebody set the precedent that you have to have at least two. And then you've got to decide whether you're going to have, you know, the rumble pack already in there. Or is it going to already rumble? The... I would think no, because a lot of games didn't really support that thing. <laughs> like a lot, of, a lot of Nintendo games did, but that's kind of about it. Right. And even that. In the expansion kind of... pack, because I'd imagine they want to put Donkey Kong in there. I would say, well, I would say that the expansion pack is, like, there's no expansion pack. It's just going to be, you know, on the board. It's just going to be in the emulator, really. Right, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Donkey Kong is a weird one because it was developed by Rare. So I don't know if there's actually some problem or not with that. I'd imagine it, like, being, like, that's where I wouldn't see something like, you know, because they were just in the Rare replay. Like, I don't imagine we'll get the Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think any of the rare you play, like Conquer or, or Jeff or Simon, any of those will be in there. But also, uh, I mean, Donkey Kong Country is made by Rare, and that's in the SNES Classic, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Donkey Kong is a, like, you know, you think of it as a Nintendo property, whereas the other ones, you know, you can also consider it as a, a rare thing, and they also got, you know, re-released on Xbox and everything else. So, uh, I think... Definitely, you know, both the Zeldas would be in there. Mario sixty four. I would say almost all the Mario Kart, all, all the Mario games like Mario Kart, Mario sixty four, uh, Mario Tennis. Uh, I would think Kirby. they would pick between one of golf and tennis. I would say tennis. Yeah, I just, I mean, it just depends on how many, right? Like, you got to think about it too of. Okay, this is going to obviously cost at least $100, if not more, uh, depending on how many games you put in. And then these games are bigger, and you also have to – you know, the only thing I would say is that would these hold up? Because we've seen 64 games not look so good when you try to play them now. So There are, like, high-res texture packs that, like – fans have made for some of those games. So they might be able to get some of those. Um, 
I would say a hundred is probably pushing it actually. Like if this thing, if it was eighty eight, that'd be that'd be fine. But a hundred for like fifteen and sixty four games, it's like meh. Maybe so they are bigger games, and some of them. I mean, you're not gonna have the only thing is you don't really have like the big like RPG game. Yeah, like the Zelda's to go. Okay, you're gonna be playing this a long time where you can. Yo, man, what about the price? What about yeah, Quest sixty four? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know we're all dying to play Quest sixty four again. <laughs> like. Oh, but I would agree with you. Kirby would probably uh, be in there, uh, even though it wasn't that good of a game. Star Fox 64. Kirby uh, was fine. It just came out really late. Like, that was kind of the problem with it. Like, a lot of... It's weird. A lot of Kirby games come out late for systems. Uh, right, so they're kind yeah. of ignored. <laughs> Smash Brothers. Yeah. Wave Race. Star Fox. Star Fox. Uh... Rogue Squadron. That might be I, iffy because of the yeah. licensing. Paper Mario. They'll have uh, the a op- party, they'll have a party game in there too, the Mario Party. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, those are some of the better ones though, the '64 ones. They'll have Pokemon Snap. <laughs> it should have Pokemon Snap. They, for some reason, have never made a sequel to that game. I mean, let's, let's be honest. The, the only big obvious game that's missing would be missing from the NC4 Classic is Goldeneye. Yeah, go, I mean, Goldeneye, they could do. I mean... No, they can't. Why? They, they've they tried. Uh, too much licensing problems. There was actually a uh, Xbox 360 version of Goldeneye that was supposed to come out, and it didn't because of their licensing, so... Like there yeah. are videos of this thing running, it looks awesome. But uh, I mean, that's why they made that's why they made Perfect Dark. You know, they re-released that hunk of shit into the Goldeneye because yeah, they probably won't they, get that either. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah, uh, I I just don't think they want to pay rare. Like Donkey Kong, I can see them do, but then I don't see them wanting to pay rare for more than one game. Well, they're not they're not just paying rare; they're paying paying rare. Uh, the Bond license, and then I think EA, who owns the James Bond franchise now, so that's yeah, you know, th- two or three other companies got to do- contend with. Don't worry, I mean, they can just put tur- they can just put Turok Dinosaur Hunter on there instead. Same game. <laughs> F Zero will probably yeah. uh, be on there, I'd imagine, and then I, I would also say that the 1080 snowboarding. Sure. Was, uh, <laughs> Why not? Why not? I, I, mean, I didn't like it that much, but I guess. <laughs> well, you know, I, I could I could see something like that. It's, they're going to try to have different... Like the same thing, like, you know, if they didn't have to pay Rare, like Diddy Kong Racing, maybe. But. They'll put uh, Resident Evil 2 on there. <laughs> Why not? What else does Capcom really have? <laughs> See, I've seen a lot of stories or a lot of speculation like, oh, what if Nintendo made a GameCube classic or a PS1 classic? I'm like, you're out of your minds. Like, they're not going to – well, it's just going to come equipped like an SD card. Like, they're not going to have flash no, for that I crap. think they'll just go ahead with the idea that they had from the beginning of – even if they don't have a virtual console, they'll just do GameCube classics. Yeah. 
and you'll pay like 20 bucks for them or something like that on the Switch. I mean, yeah. I could see a Game Boy Classic, though. Like, you know, it's really like a very yeah. thin, like, Game Boy-looking thing and have, like, 40, 50 games on it because it's all... I mean, if you think, like, NES games are small, like, Game Boy games are microscopic, they're, like, 500K or something, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I can see them doing a Game Boy and Game Boy Color together. Yeah. That's kind of a shitty... Pokemons and... Yeah, I have kind of like a shitty screen, but representative of what the Game Boy Color was. <laughs> right, <laughs> like have yeah. a back, have a have at least backlit. That's kind of about it. Yeah, and, you had to have the backlit. That was bad about the pocket and the regular Game Boy. It was like I had to scrunch in my closet. I got, uh, I used to like stay up, make it seem like I was asleep, and stay up and play Pokemon. And I'd go in my closet, and my stepdad came in and found me there because it didn't have the backlit screen. I had to go somewhere where there's a light, and I yeah. got granted from my Game Boy for like a week because of that. <laughs> but, it it yeah. didn't come out in America, but there was something called the Game Boy Light, and like it was like a little flashlight, I, right? No, no, the, it was it was a different game. It was a Game Boy Pocket. With a backlight built into it. It only came oh. out in Japan. Okay. It's awesome looking. It's like, you know those old, like, indigo, like, backlights on, like, watches and stuff? Yeah. It's like, it has, like, that type of light built into it. Oh, wow. That's a, that's pretty cool, actually, for that time period. like. And it only came out, came out in Japan, which is kind of a bummer. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so anything else you've been playing? You uh, Divinity, like I'm still banging away at that. I kind of gave it up for a few days, or, you know, since I got Shadow of War, but I'll go back to it, because I have to review it first. Um, yeah. It's still a very involved game that you need to invest a lot of your time in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of about it. Like, I... I mean, haven't been playing that much. I played a little uh, Pinball FX3, which kind of sucks, but, you know, it's what I expected. <laughs> it's Pinball FX3, I mean, can't expect I mean, too much. To be fair, I actually have a lot of the tables unlocked on PC. <laughs> I have, like, 48 out of 63 tables on PC. <laughs> but uh, So you can't play them on... No, God, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's fine. Like the ball physics still kind of suck in the, in that game. And that's kind of about it. Well, that's still, I'm sorry that you're having to play with, I guess, crappy tables or. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame you for not wanting to pay for them again. So. So. Yeah, the only game aside from trying to keep up with my crew in uh, Rock Band is I played the first part of the Octopath Traveler demo for Switch. Uh, it's a it basically goes back to like 16-bit RPGs. Um, so it it centered like for in the demo you can play two different characters: a dancer and a warrior. And I played as the dancer 
chick for the first part, and then whenever you beat the, I mean, you can play the one you want, obviously, but whenever you beat the one of them, it tells you to go play the other one, and I don't know if any of the demo will transfer over to the main game or not. I doubt it. It's Nintendo. Usually, they don't do that stuff, but just figured I'd mention it, because uh, I think I got my character like level 8 or 9, just grinding away in the little bit that it lets you do. But yeah, so it um, it sort of plays a lot like Bravely Default, if you've played that game or not. Um, it's made sort of by the same people, and so like you use the same thing where you can store attacks, and so it stores them in the form of like boosts, and then you can press a button to get like basically three or four attacks in a row, and then you can what you're trying to do is you're trying to break. Or like, you know, um, I don't know. There, I know there's this another term for it in other RPGs where you're like basically trying to freeze the enemy so they can't attack you by knocking out their weakness. So like for the dancer character, you have a dagger and the shadow thing and like a shadow magic. So it's either, you know, because it's a demo, they got to make the enemies make, work for that. So it's either... They're weak to one of those two. And it has a story. I don't want to spoil it because it's like the origin of her, basically. Um, but yeah, it tells you why she's doing what she's doing. And then it kind of starts things. And right when it's about to start, it tells you, okay, you can play the game whenever it comes out. Um, I, I thought it was pretty neat like I, I like the gameplay and going back to that old style Bradley Default is a really good game on 3DS so I think for yeah. them to do this on Switch good idea it's yeah. by Square Enix too so you know for uh, the, the guarantee of quality first... <laughs> hey at least on the <laughs> on the 3DS it was quality some other things uh, not so much but a15 worked out for them, so. Yep. What are you gonna do? At least, at least they got that one for themselves. Yeah. Lots of uh, VR talk uh, this week. Uh, not only it, does Oculus have something going, we might as well start with uh, PSVR though, because not only did PSVR uh, come out with a different version which now has an integrated headphone jack in the headset. Uh, earbuds are attached to the headset, even though you can plug in your own uh, different earbuds if you want. Uh, there's a processor. The processor box doesn't make stuff run better. It just processes the HDR pass-through, which was yeah. the problem with the original uh, that had a problem with HDR. They are going to try to fix the 4K as well, but they wanted to make sure the HDR uh, worked because that was a problem for people. Uh, currently, the PSVR has almost 2 million headsets sold. The Vive has 667,000, and the Rift has 383,000. What do you know? The one that costs the least and doesn't require another system is going to have the most sales. I mean, yeah, but I was kind of surprised at how little the Rift has sold. Like, I looked at 300,000 and that's it. <laughs> yeah, especially with how much 
like that seems to be the common one, right? The one that people are using that that gets advertised a lot. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah but I think the vibe is still better because it's baked into Steam, so that's kind of right. why people gravitated gravitated to that to that more, like obviously. <laughs> Plus, you had the backlash on the. Yeah, Palmer Lucky didn't help. <laughs> yeah, Paul, yeah, the Palmer Lucky thing didn't help either, so they got a bad name for that. And yeah, I mean, didn't probably the thing with Facebook probably pissed off some people as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, I still think it's a good thing for the PSVR. And Sony came out on their blog today and revealed that around sixty games are going to come out between the end of the year and you know a lot of 2018 including Gran Turismo Sport is going to be having VR uh Supergiant is making a game the Bravo team game uh Bethesda has Skyrim and Doom that are going to be in VR for PSVR uh you have that game with the mouse that they showed at E3 called Moth uh that still comes out this year uh Golem is also coming out. Uh, there's a game called American Dream, which you can go through the 1950s World Fair. Uh, there's a Penn and Teller game as well. Uh, so, seems like, even though it still doesn't get promoted a lot, it's getting some traction. At you know, I don't still feel like this is going to be the main form of playing anything, but, you know. No, God, no. Like, yeah, that's, that's what you just said. Like, it, they're releasing stuff for it, but it just doesn't seem to have caught on, like, in the, you know, the must-have, like the, like the Wii did, for example, or, you know, the, the NES Classic did, or, you know, something like that. Like, it just feels like it's nice that it's there. But that's kind of about it. Like you and I know what one guy who has it, like yeah. a PS4, P, uh, P, you know, PS4 VR thing, and I think I know like a one dude who has a Vive, and that's kind of about it. Well, I had knew a second person, but he had to sell it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. You know, I think I, I think give credit to Sony, right? Because a lot of people. If this announcement doesn't come out, you're thinking, okay, great, they're having the sale, and they're, they're. Uh, I, I should also mention that the what the Rift is now regularly going to four hundred dollars. Yeah. So, and then they're also doing a Rift Go version for one ninety nine. Yep, two hundred, and that's that has no. It's a hands. You know, it's a PC free headset, so it's all built in. So it's basically like the, uh, I guess what the Gear VR probably would cost without, I think the Gear VR costs around, I want to say 50 to 100 if you don't buy a yeah. phone with it. Yeah, so. that's the thing, you need to buy an $800 phone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. so yeah, the uh, the Oculus one is 200 it comes with like a little controller, it's running out the Gear VR platform, so, you know, a bunch of that crap's going to be on it, but nothing like... A Steam or like Oculus is you know the good stuff. I would say. Right. But, yeah. It's I mean, for two hundred dollars, need a v, uh, PC for. Yeah, I mean, two hundred dollars isn't bad for you know something that's. I mean, that might. I think that might sell better than the real Oculus, and 
I mean, obviously it will, but I, I still don't see like the mass market appeal yet. You know, there's still not that one killer app for any VR thing. I don't think. Well, the thing is, too, people don't want to sit there in that VR all day. Yeah. Right. Like, it's a cool thing to, you know, Daniel was telling me like it's nice to oh if I want to watch Netflix on it and the wife can watch something else on TV. Or yeah. if you're in a party setting and you want people to see what it is, now this new PSVR allows that to happen a lot easier because you don't have to have this huge chunk of thing take it over, take your, you know, PS your PS4 out and and do all. There's less cumbersome things you have to do with it now with the new version. Yeah. Uh, but still, it, it's still this thing that you have to have. It's still $500 if you don't have the motion controls, and most people don't have those uh, anymore. And so, you know, that's a big investment for something that you're still technically playing tech demos for a large portion of it, and you're not using a lot. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't have kids or you don't have people to show it off to a lot, I, you know, it, I... I think it's a cool experience, but is it something you want to just really yeah. put the money down to use here and there? Yeah, you just have to, you know, sit there for however long the game is and, you know, be completely, I mean, that's one of the goal. like, that's the ideal of, you know, just complete immersion in a game, but you don't think about the downside of, like, okay, you can't see your wife or your kid or your pet or the world outside, you know? Yeah, I mean... You know, it's, if your phone rings, okay, well, I got to make sure that I, I get out of it to answer the phone or whatever. I, whereas if you're playing a game, you're still aware of your surroundings and and you can just hit pause and go do what you want to do when I come back and keep playing. I would assume the VR is similar, but again, like it takes that immersion away like you were talking about. So I, I think if they ever lower the price... I would consider it, but at five hundred dollars, I just can't. Not because I want to go buy an Xbox One X or anything like that. It just, which I love how Microsoft's trying to spin that. Oh, we're gonna have plenty available for you. It's probably because there's not gonna be that many people buying it. But you know, you what, can keep you mean, <laughs> the hot, the hot exclusives of nothing. <laughs> the, the the big the big. Uh... Holiday game game of Forza isn't gonna entice people to buy the new Xbox. Which you're waiting a whole month to play if you're yeah. not getting it for Xbox One. Like I mean, I've said it before, but Microsoft has seemed like completely lost this generation. Like yeah. it started off on a bad foot and like things have gotten somewhat better, but not great. Like especially they're like First party development has just been atrocious this this generation cycle, and you have, you gotta go like what's what happened or what's going on. They've had some really good games. It's just nothing that makes you go, oh my, I really need it. I mean, like Gears Four was was great. I, I still don't you, think I need to sit there and go play that or what. Like, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, Gears is Gears is still fine. Halo is still fine. Forza is still fine, but nothing like. Nothing like they came out like new hit right. really well. I mean, I think like Sunset Overdrive, like that was that like, reviewed well, but I don't think it sold worth a damn. It seems like, and I think it still sold a million copies. 
Yeah, but considering like the scope of that game and like how much money probably was put into it, that go like like there's no there's not been an announcement for Sunset Overdrive too. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, Insomniac doing that Spider-Man game right now, so. I mean, that, yeah, but they, they, Microsoft could pay them. I mean, <laughs> they could, but I doubt they want like half the team. Or yeah. Whatever, working on Spider-Man, and then the other half's working on, uh, you know, number Sunset two. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know they get a half-ass game because more of the attention's put over to Spider-Man. I. It, you know, Cuphead just sold a million uh, copies yeah, as well. Yeah, copies. Uh, so that that's a boon for them, and that's also a boon for that small developer, which a lot of them are just all, the whole family doing that game. That's that's amazing to me. Uh, oh, I forgot to talk about that game. I don't think we talked about it last time. Uh, no. C- Cuphead is it's beautiful. I mean, like you can see it. You it's immediately you get it right. Like uh, the great thing about Cuphead is it's not just oh look how pretty it is. It's hard, <laughs> and I'm still stuck in World One because I can't beat two of the bosses. Uh, I I beat three of them. I got to beat the other two. Um, and the only reason I don't want to just go ahead and do it on easy is because apparently you can't get to the end of the game. If you beat bosses, if you beat any of the bosses on easy, you cannot, uh, which obviously I can go correct that, right? I can go, that boss that I beat on easy, I can just go try to beat it on normal later. But still, uh, I do think that's kind of crappy. Like, you should be able to play the game the way you want. Uh, especially with the way speedrunning works now, like where people are wanting to speedrun things and it gets a lot of press for your game. Kinda, yeah, but there's there's speedrunning yeah. things because they're like good at them. Like, <laughs> right? No, I get it. Like, this is a hard game, and they want you to experience it the way they wanted you to experience it. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying that if people wanted to beat it on easy, because hey, you know, people people have time and and they want to be able to play that game and also do other things. Uh, I mean, they pay the twenty dollars. I mean, you still got your money. It's not like they can go take it back somewhere, right? It's a digital game. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, credit to them for adding the extra levels too that made it not to where it's it's not just a boss rush game. The The platform levels are fun, uh, which if you go through all the platform levels and don't kill anyone, you can play in black and white, which makes it even cooler uh, to play because then you're playing it like a real 30s uh Get, you know, like like if you're really playing things with uh, that look like they were in the 30s because they're in black and white. So, yeah, just yeah. it's amazing to me how they made this game, uh, the amount of frames that are in there for the animation and all that. It's just absolutely amazing. Uh, just really like this is one of those things that I think people are gonna look at and like 10 years down the line you're gonna still be able to look at that game and go, wow, that's that's a when people talk about video games being art, that's one of those things that that that's you can point to that for sure. Uh, it's I mean, well worth the twenty dollars. I was gonna say, like you talk about the that like you, the difficulty thing. Uh, the X Men game on the Super Nintendo had the same thing, where 
it had like a training mode where you went through like the first two stages with each character and then that was it. Like you had to play the game on normal to like get past that. Right. And there have been there have been plenty of other games that have, you know, either mocked you for playing on easy or you know hidden like the you know, the ending away. Oh yeah, like the where you don't get the true ending or whatever. Like Kingdom Hearts does that. Where yeah. you don't play on uh, nightmare mode or whatever, or the proud mode, you don't get the the secret ending. Right? Yeah. So, which you know is the thing that leads into the next game. So you kind of want to see it, even though you could just go to YouTube and cheat and see it. But yeah, it, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing about it. I'm saying that you know wouldn't have been bad to unlock that. But the the game is really good. Uh, I, I love like, it. Oh, go on. No, I'm just saying I love it. I love the fact that you learn from losing. Like, when you die, you immediately go, oh, that's my fault. And that's next time I can try to do this to try to beat him. Now, I'll be honest, there's some bosses where I had to go look at something because I was just kind of like, what the heck do I do here? But once I could kind of see what you're doing, uh, it, it's... None of it's none of it's easy, but it you do feel like you learn while you're fighting the things. Yeah, isn't it basically just contra? <laughs> yes, uh, the bosses are very much contra, or Mega yeah. Man, or you know. Well, so. I would say contra because there's multiple bosses per level. Like that well, didn't no. happen in Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, there, there's multiple bosses per world, or. Uh, but you're just fighting one boss at a time yeah. or getting to the end of the platforming level and then you have the boss, which are usually a lot easier than the ones that are just the boss. And you do have the uh, – you can get upgrades and stuff like yeah. that too, the, the upgradable uh, weapons and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I just it, – it's well worth your $20. Go go, go buy that game. Uh, speaking of Xbox – we talked about it. They talked about it uh, at E3. Original Xbox backwards compatibility is going to come out at some point in 2017. Uh, I, look, I loved Fusion Frenzy when I was a kid, so I'm going to welcome that. Crimson Skies is still one of the best games. Uh, you know, probably one of the some of the best that one of the best ever made. I really love that game. Uh, for the original Xbox, but like we talked about, there's not like this huge amount of original Xbox games that you go, oh, I just need to play that game. So yeah, and the games that I would want, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get like the license for, or they're not gonna care. You mean like, like I would Spider-Man love, I would love like and... Death Row or like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer game, but. They're not going to get that. Yeah, probably not. You're probably going to get the the usual suspects. The Halos and the... the Yeah, Crimson Sky, Fusion Frenzy, Jade Empire, uh, the Knights of the Old Republics games. Uh, you know, it. I can't think of some other... Th- uh, the the freaking whatever that card thing is that they just made the Phantom Dust. Yeah, Phantom Dust, and so <laughs> there'll be a few others, I'm sure. 
but I yeah, like the, like Blood Wake or something. But there weren't there weren't a ton of like original good like super great original Xbox games out there. <laughs> yeah, there's probably enough to if they ever wanted to, which they'll they won't. But if they ever wanted to make an Xbox classic, there's enough for that. But that's that's about it. <laughs> uh speaking of old games. I don't. This seems like really weird to just all of a sudden bring these games over to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. But if you want NES adventure games, you can get 8-bit adventure anthology from Abstraction Games, Shadowgate, The Uninvited, and Deja Vu, all out on Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Why? Like why? I mean, Shadowgate was fine. Uh, you know, for that time period, it, it really was, you know, a, a sort of hard game and everything. I, I've never played the other two, but, yeah. Uh, you know what comes out next week? Suffolk Fractured But Whole. And there's a $30 season pass. Mark, uh, as you'd expect. Well, it's, it's an Ubisoft game, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a... Day one pack that has the Relics of Zaron costume and perks. And you can also have Tally, your gaming bud, that gives you uh, in-game tips. That's a nice touch there uh, to give you. Uh, Tally, of course. All this can be bought separately as well. You don't have to buy the whole uh, thing. You, uh, the There's a DLC pack called the Danger Deck. Where uh, you have to face the ultimate combat challenge of Timothy Danger's deck of what cards? I mean, I assume. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the second DLC pack is a new story uh, from Dust Till Casa Bonita, which is the pretty house uh, in Spanish. And yeah, you team up with the. The Coon and Mysterion to defeat the demonic presence of Casa Bonita, and that will cost $12 by itself. That comes out later in 2018. Uh, yeah, and so... Sure. You, <laughs> you want the season pass now? After? Well, I'm kind of iffy on the game, so I guess we'll yeah. see when, when we'll cross that bridge when you come to it. <laughs> I thought all you got, like, I thought that was like the one game in the in on staff that like everybody was getting was South Park. Well, so, I like the first. I love the first one, but it's not being developed by the same people. So yeah, it's not that makes me, that makes me a little iffy. And then I think their whole super superhero shtick, like I don't know how long that can sustain a game. <laughs> I'd agree with you there. Uh, if you're really into that, I think it could. Didn't they change some of the battle system though too, where it's not totally turn based or? Yeah, it looks a little more like action or like tactical almost. So yeah. that's another thing. Like I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, only a couple of days. So yeah, it's that that's a calendar part of the year that there's going to be a lot uh, hitting at once. This came out basically the morning after we did the podcast last time. Andrew House has left Sony, or he's not leaving Sony per se. He's going to become the chairman. No, no. Of he's he's leaving Sony at the end of the year. <laughs> I thought that they. 
I've read something else where he's going to just take a higher position. No, no, he's out from Tony at the end of the year. He transitioned uh, to the chairman of, you know, chairman position now uh, to train up like his replacement, I think. That's about it. The worrying thing is that John Codero is going to be his replacement, and he's been the guy that's kind of been on the uh, Sony Online stuff, which, you know, Sony's not been that great with. So Yeah. Uh, well, you th- you'd hope that maybe they get some new blood in there. Like, that might help. Uh, or, like, now that he's in like a more, more of a position of power, like, he might be able to, be able to affect better change. I mean, I guess we'll see. Right. I think, you know, he could be the person behind the, making sure that they push the PSVR uh, stuff as well, because that was something that until when we saw this thing with the 60 games, they were really just saying, well, this is something that we have here. If you want it, you can go get it. It's not something that we're making a huge part of our platform. That's still the PS4 and uh whatever and now the ps4 pro but they've all of a sudden just very quickly hey psvr don't forget about it. it's right here we're making games you know like so well it's been it's been a year for that thing so they have to kind of say that like right that's it that's, that's the same uh timeline with the like microsoft having to connect like hey it's the, it's the anniversary so here's a whole bunch here's a whole bunch of new games <laughs> Did you see that they actually still have an add-on for the Connect, but now you have to pay forty dollars? Wow! To put to put that into your Xbox One X, and I was like, "Who the hell is gonna want to do that?" Hey man, like, people want to play Connect Sports Adventure too. <laughs> it's like, do you, do, have you really gotten so used to your like telling it Xbox on that, like you really need that for the? Like, yeah. Okay. Like. I love it when companies just will not acknowledge like like mistakes or failure. Like they should have realized from day one the connect like connect two is going to be a disaster. And you know they still they I mean they dropped it pretty quick, but they still haven't said like we're sorry for putting it in. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't either until maybe this generation is over. Oh, they'll never hear say. them talk about it again. <laughs> Until the next, the, like the new, like the actual, ne- like new Xbox console or Connect Three is packed in somehow. <laughs> uh, I know this is nothing new because Steam has this, obviously, but I would like to see every console have this. By this point, this really should have just already been in there. But uh, Xbox is becoming the first uh, of the three consoles that allows gifting from console to console. Uh, so it's yeah, only it, for inside members right now, but it'll eventually come to everybody. It's you, you question like why they don't allow for that. And I would assume like fraud maybe. Yeah. But, like if you have a, if you know, if you wanted to get me, like, let's say you wanted to buy me. Cause you know, it's so much Street. easier to just do like on steam where I go, okay, here, I bought you this have it instead of having to buy a card for you. Yeah, currency card, and, and then, then giving you the code. Yeah. So, I like you just wonder why like none of, like the systems don't allow for that, and it's like 
Maybe <laughs> there's the not times, a big people. enough call for it. Maybe, but you have to, you have to, like, friends would do it, like, or fa- even family, like, wake up on Christmas and instead of buying the games, you know, in the store, so I, you know, here, they're all in your account now, or, you know, you just click accept, you know. Uh, right. Yeah, because that's even better than going to the store. You just turn on your PS4. Yeah. And bam, they're right there, and all you have to do is download them. I mean. Don't have to go through the whole thing of, oh, let me get the disc out, put it in, and take the disc out again, put in the other game, you know, so. Yep. But, I mean, I guess it's nice that Microsoft's doing this, but, again, it's like, this is kind of late. <laughs> it's like, Microsoft's doing all the great digital stuff that if they'd done it a lot earlier, it might have made a difference. But, hey, it sets everything up for, I guess, the next generation where everybody knows you should probably have this all there at the beginning. But, yeah. And and all, the, and all the games are not free to play. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I want that. <laughs> With loot boxes and microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 beta just came under complete fire for that. As well about the random drop boxes and being able to almost like pay to win pretty much in the multiplayer. Uh, Now EA immediately came out and said that they are adjusting all this now after people just said, look, I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it. I mean, that's good that you had enough people say, look. This is crazy. We're not buying this because Battlefront 2 is a mainly multiplayer game. Uh, if you're going to have loot crates where people can pretty much get almost everything, then yeah. Uh, but they have come out and said that star cards, outfits, and emotes, and victory poses are all going to be in loot crates. Uh, you can buy them with in-game credits or premium currency. In an effort to balance the potential effect of players buying crates, the most powerful items will not be included in crates, and so they will lock via in-game achievements. Additionally, unlocking most weapons and upgrading star cards will only be accessible in accordance to the player's rank, which can only be progressed by playing the game. So, you feel like this is going to combat it, or we're still going to have this problem? I mean, we're going to always have this problem. I'm just going to go back to the Battlefront, uh, I think it's Battlefront 2 on Steam and play that instead. The classic one they just they just re-released. <laughs> that seems weird to have just now re-released that when you've had all the other Star Wars game on Steam for like how long now? No, well, they didn't re-release it. They basically updated the multiplayer to work. Oh, they used okay. To use. They used to use, like, GameSpy or something that's been, you know, gone for years. Right. So, yeah, like, people are playing, like, the 2005 version of Battlefront 2. <laughs> ah. Which is, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, show them how to do it on, on the current Battlefront 2, so. Well, the funniest thing is, like, this game, Battlefront 2 routinely gets thousands of people playing it. Like per day since they did this. Wow. Like the, there are currently a thousand people playing it right now. Huh. Meanwhile, 
I saw a uh, post, like I think, I think today or yesterday, saying like the concurrent player for Lawbreakers was like ten people. <laughs> wow. I mean, I I just remember that game coming out and like no one talking about it, and the big yep. deal was that Cliffy V made it, and it was like, do people really care about this game? <laughs> Yeah, like, Battlefront Battlefront 2, a game that came out 12 years ago, had a 1,000 pe- people playing it. Lawbreakers has 63 people playing it right now. <laughs> oh. Well, he must have been pissed that they updated that. <laughs> like yeah. People playing it. <laughs> but it's still cool that they did that. I, I like the fact when you can bring back old games and people can enjoy them uh, again. Speaking oh, yeah. Of, Speaking of an old game, well, I mean, I don't know how old this is, but Hawken PC is now, it was a free-to-play mech game. It's done on PC. It will be taken offline on January 2nd, 2018, and removed from Steam. Uh, They are going to do that so they can focus on the console versions. Are you going to put the PC version back in when you do the console version? That seems weird. I mean... Hawken came out five years ago, and it stunk then. I, I mean, they say that they're gonna focus on the, like the console version. I'm like, yes, for three more months, and then he'll pull the plug on that one also. <laughs> that just seems really weird that it's a five year old game, and you're just now coming out with the console version. Well, the console version has been out for a while. Okay. Uh, it's been out for, for I think a year. Are they? Did they sell well or something? That it's still free to play on console. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I I just think people didn't care about that game at all. So like, it didn't sell. I mean, it didn't sell. You know, the in-game items didn't sell at all. And like with Lawbreakers, no one talked about it ever. Yep. Now that's the first time I've heard of it. <laughs> it's... There you go. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I just, that's like normally that would be a game you'd think that would do well on PC and not you're trying to focus on the console versions. But okay. I mean, it got off it got off to a very shaky start initially, uh, and then it, it was this, like the same thing with Evolve, really. Like okay, they just couldn't get you know get a uh, player base back into it. Well, had to. F- I don't know if I can feel bad for those developers or not, but yeah, if you're a Hawking PC player, I guess figure it out, play it uh, for a few more months. <laughs> yeah, a few more months. There, uh, something you will be playing in uh, who knows how many months, but it's coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. God Eater Three, Bandai Namco announced this a couple of days ago. Uh, pretty much, it's you know God Eater, but it's the first sort of I mean, God Eater 2 came out last year. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Now you get God Eater 3. So, good that they're continuing on with this. Yeah. I got the, first, I got the second one also. I didn't play it that much, but it seemed fun. <laughs> yeah, I have the first one as well on uh, digitally. It, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, that's, that's a weird thing, because I got God Eater 2 as a review code. And it did not come with God Eater 1. <laughs> yeah, it was only the Day 1 edition or whatever that comes with the God Eater 1. 
Yeah. So, I, it was but, like an incentive for buying it or something. Yeah, but when you buy Gladiator 2 from Steam, now you get Gladiator 1. <laughs> that's the only way you can yeah, get it. Yeah, that's weird <laughs> that they didn't do that with your... I guess they wanted to make sure you only reviewed Gladiator 2 because they didn't need a review of yeah. the PSP game from yeah know, way back then. But yeah, so third one coming out. Good to know that series is sort of continuing and coming out west. Fortnite, which just announced, including the Battle Royale has 7 million uh, people playing it. Uh, they are taking legal action against cheaters that continue to make new accounts to play the game. They are facing up to $150,000 in damages for copyright infringement uh, because they create unwanted chaos and disorder within the game uh, because they're using aimbots or other cheat technology, and they're ruining games for people who play fairly. We take cheating seriously, and we'll pursue all available options to make sure our games are fun, fair, and competitive. Well, I'm. I mean, a lot of online com- like you know companies do this, like Blizzard did with WoW and stuff like that. I mean, what, they're not going to get 150 thousand dollars from these people. They don't have it. They're just yeah, going to get the exactly. company shut down or you know the programs you know, discontinued or something. But if it's a popular game, this stuff is always going to happen. Yeah, as much as you... I mean, and they... A lot of these, you know, games, they do a really good job of banning the cheaters, or they try to, and then, you know, they figure out a way around it, because if you're cheating, you you know how to get yourself back in the game. But... Yeah, I I, I totally understand the whole taking legal action, but you're not not getting the money. Yeah. Uh, You're just... You're, you're going to threaten them, and they're going to, you know, take it down, and then they're going to figure out how to keep playing. So, it's a vicious cycle, yep. I guess, <laughs> at that point. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete comes out uh, December 5th. That will include the Frozen Wilds DLC, which comes out November 7th. Horizon Zero Dawn, a great game from this year that you should all play. It kind of got forgotten about, it seems yeah. like. Uh, it doesn't help you got all these games coming out here at the end of October that are going to make you really forget about it. So Yeah. Like, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I think Zelda is probably going to be a big a big game for like Game of the Year stuff. Yeah. And likely Mario Odyssey, frankly. But I'm curious to see like where Horizon Zero Dawn falls on like a lot of people's lists. If it, if it even does. <laughs> You know, I think it'll still be there. It's just, you know, you've you got these like big games that are coming out towards the end. You know, the Wolfenstein twos. Uh, you know, Mario comes out the same day. Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, yeah. You know, you got stuff in November that's coming. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you got Xenoblade two that comes in December, even. So, I, I mean, that that would probably still have to be. A fantastic game to probably make people's lists, but I don't. You know, I I don't think game, games that come out in December typically don't because just pe- a lot of people just don't have time to play them or they some have of the like the Far list. Cries have though when they have yeah, but like they come towards the bottom because people have just started playing them or yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean it's to, to go think back and it, that's the thing too. You just mentioned Zelda. Zelda basically stole its thunder. Because it came out the week before yeah. Zelda. And then the Switch came out, Zelda comes out, and it's like, 
oh boy, Zelda, 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 and you kind of forgot that Horizon Zero Dawn was a damn great game, and that came out. And yep. you're trying to talk about both of them at the same time, and you're like, oh, well, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting what's still there from the beginning of the year when you have to start counting how many of these games came out here towards the end. Uh, you know, you kind of have to think that, you know, a, a middle of earth, uh, Mordor, that one game of the year for, you know, four and one, you know, in its year, I don't think shutout four is going to be near that. Uh, so there's one game that perhaps wouldn't be replacing it, I guess. Well, it's a whole thing about like an iterative sequel versus like a new and original game or idea. I mean, Zelda's a franchise, obviously, but right. Breath of the Wild is such a departure for that game series that it's you know it's a new game essentially. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, not a lot of sequels come out and they're they're better. We'll have to see with Wolfenstein Two if that's going to be the case. Uh, from yeah. Wolfenstein One, uh, Evil Within Two just came out yesterday. Uh, so I haven't seen a lot on that yet uh, as to whether or not it's better. But I, it got it's gotten better reviews, um, which is good because yeah, that's good. That yeah. that that first game like didn't review particularly well. <laughs> right, I think it was a game that was sort of liked for what it was doing, and then Resident Evil comes out and blows that out of the water. So. Uh, that's another game that you got to think about from January. That, uh, yeah. So, you know, lots. This is going to be a year where really, you're really going to have to go back and forth and and try to figure out what you want to put on there, depending on how big uh, your list is. But, and yeah. the number one, and, and the number one game is still going to be Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> In uh, Mark's world. Yep. It is, yes. <laughs> Being on Switch might help that a little bit. But I I don't know. I doubt that. Uh, it seems like every time I turn my Switch on now, there's like 20 games coming out every week. So, <laughs> God. Yeah, but a lot of it's just yeah. like the indie games of yore. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, a lot a- of it is, yeah. Like Axiom Verge or like uh, the Flame and whatever the hell that name is. Cup in the Flame, Flame or whatever. Flame yeah. the Flood came out this week. The first Siberia comes out for it next week. <laughs> Uh, it's only that's, it's only a fourteen year old game. Yeah, like wow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why not? If you can't, like I think uh, Spelunker came out for it. Uh, now it's like Spelunker Party and uh, some other things uh, as well. Wow. more. <laughs> Go ahead. You're right. Like Siberia One next uh, October twentieth. Yeah, that, that game is fifteen fucking years old. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That was coming out. So uh, I'm still I, I still want to play Golf Story, but I don't know if um, I want to put the fifteen dollars down for it right now. But yeah, it's as I turn my switch on and it does a little eShop music. Well, it's doing that yeah there was at one point like 20 games that came out for this thing on yeah so like rogue troopers putty pals which i swear that came out like two years ago the jackbox jackbox party pack four count lucanor elliot quest super ping pong trick shot and it's like 
beer pong on Switch. Revenant <laughs> Saga, which is a game from the Chemco people. Fire Emblem Warriors comes out as well. Uh, that's the new game. It also comes out on 3DS. And a few other things. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were making a big deal about Axiom Verge coming out because of the Metroid sandwich I mean, returns thing. That that's at least a fairly relevant game. Like they only came out two or three years ago, so that's fine. I give that game a pass. Or like Stardew Valley, for example. But yeah, I mean they're still I, trying I, to have Payday Two come into the system. So. I, I, I that that's fine, but not not. I draw the line at Siberia. <laughs> uh, Sonic has its uh, movie rights land at Paramount. Uh, Sony had taken it into a first-look deal, uh, but uh, now they're going to develop a feature-length film uh, on Sonic. Uh, Deadpool director Tim Miller is an executive producer. Um, and I, uh, Go ahead. I don't want there to be a Sonic game. Sonic movie, I should say. I don't know that I want there to be a Sonic movie either, but... Because why, why not? The, the, well, there's two two ways you could go. The, the the bad way that they're going to, and the correct way they should. And the bad way they're going to is Sonic is going to hook up with some like eight year old kid in you know the real world because Sonic inexplicably not takes place on Earth, and like him, Tails, Knuckles, they're all going to fight Robotnik with this like small child. That's the bad way. The good way is Sonic, Tails, Knuckle, uh, Sonic, Tails, uh, Princess Sally, you know, all that comic book crap, like, take place on Mobius, where they go up against Dr. Robotic. <laughs> on the old Sonic cartoon show. That was a good, that's yeah. a good way they should. <laughs> I agree, but they probably but, won't do that. No, they they stripped that continuity away completely, which is a real shame, because that was like the like one good part of Sonic like story there was. <laughs> oh, the sad days when Sonic was relevant. Yeah, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, really. <laughs> well, maybe this will make Sonic relevant for the younger generation, so that they still won't get any good games other than Sonic Mania. So. Yeah, I've been really debating when 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 to buy that. <laughs> Fifteen dollars isn't bad for that though. So, it's twenty. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, that's right. I paid twenty dollars for. I don't know why. Uh, I said that, but uh, yeah, I I don't regret my purchase. It's a fun game. It's Sonic. I mean, it's the the old school Sonic, so can't go wrong. Uh, yeah. There. Uh, something you can't get wrong is Netflix once again raising their prices, and this time they did not really give you a heads up at all. They just people started reporting that Netflix was upping their price, and then they're doing it. Uh, now it's really only it's a dollar more a month for the two stream, which it goes from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine, and the four stream is up two dollars. Uh, it's now. F- $14 instead of $12, so that's the one I pay for. Jeez, uh, thanks, Netflix. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, um, to, be, to be fair to Netflix, 
I mean, you say that, and it is bad, but they do make a lot of, like, custom content at this point now. Like, they're not just, I mean, you know, the striking. amount of original content they come out with every month is ridiculous. Yeah, and then also, like, a lot of their deals are, are expiring or probably cost more because they, you know, they can charge, you know, uh, film studios and TV networks can charge for it. So that's why right. it's why, but so it is bad, but it's somewhat justifiable. No, I, I totally think it's justifiable. I'm just saying it's, yeah. it's two more dollars and you know, you can add up all the other streaming services and it eventually starts costing you money, but it is only $2. It's not like they went from, you know, uh, 12 to 20 all yeah. of a sudden, or even the Hulu difference between the commercial free and the non-commercial uh, free. So I don't think it, I know people are making a big deal about it and saying, oh, I'm going to cut Netflix now and whatever. But you got to think about this. The amount yeah. of original stuff they come out with every single month and it's good stuff. It's not crap that they just put out there. Uh, we're getting Stranger Things too at the end of this month. I mean, God, like, come on, you can't complain, really. Yeah, and, eh. and then I think Black Mirror, the rest of season four, sitting uh, this year also, like maybe the, like this October also. So can't wait yeah, for that. It, I mean, yeah, they lost their deal with Epix to where they don't get as many new movies as they used to. But yeah, and stuff stuff like leaves. Like I think Futurama is leaving like next month or something, but. You know, at the, like it's been however many years. Like if you haven't watched it by now, yeah, they they have stuff it. come and go all the time. So it's not yeah. like that'll probably come back at some point. And you know, it it is what it is. Like uh, Netflix is really there for my daughter at this point. I don't I don't use it too much, but like it, it's a nice thing to have. And and uh, they do like again for the original shows, it's well worth just the money. So. Yeah, there's always like that one show every like four months that you want to see, like it, Jessica exactly. Jones or Orange is New Black or something. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of networks don't even have that. Uh, I mean, HBO probably is the only other one that that has that good of a rate of yeah. having something you want to watch all the time. But uh, speaking of, another reason why they, they, they need to do this is because they're signing deals with, with movies. Uh, they uh, cut a deal for the rights to the Shaft reboot with Samuel Jackson. Uh, it's also going to star the original Shaft, Richard Roundtree, and uh, the new Shaft, which is basically like him and his son having a problem and they solve a case together or whatever. Uh, Netflix may be fronting over half of the film's $30 million budget, which allows them to have a bigger budget for the film as well. Uh, basically left to hit Netflix two weeks after it hits theaters. What about uh, Samuel L. Jackson? He's not going to be in it? <laughs> he is. Samuel Jackson's in it. Okay, I didn't, sorry. Yeah. You just, uh, said, you just said Richard Rontree. I didn't hear the Jackson part. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I had never watched the original Shaft when I watched the Shaft with Samuel Jackson. And I thought he did a really good job. Then I went back and watched the original. I was like, oh, okay. I get where this is from, but uh, it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, I'm, I mean, they're rebooting everything at this point, so. Samuel L. Jackson's in a, in a bunch of weird stuff, because you, you would expect he'd just be in every Marvel movie, you know, collecting right. 
thirty million dollars or whatever. Well, they don't put them in those. <laughs> well, I I mean, yeah, but also like, like he also just does like a lot of weird independent stuff like along the way. Well, that's good. I mean, then he has his Capital One commercial where he sings now. So yeah, I mean. It's... He uh he's he's doing stuff all the time like you know he's in the Kingsman right so uh, yeah the first one it's I mean he's he's in so many yeah like you said weird things uh you know he had his anime he he has done so much in his career and it's crazy to think you know how much more he's got uh so glad to see him continuing to do films Spawn's reboot is going to be filming soon. Uh, Todd McFarlane, I feel like, has been talking about this for a while now, so good to know that it's starting to film. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I still keep meaning to go back to watch this on HBO, the original, like, series on HBO, and I never do. I The series uh, is good. The, yeah. the movie is bad. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've heard is the movie is awful. Don't watch it. Just the series it. is actually, it's, I don't think it's, it's almost, I think it's done by, like, some... It looks kind of anime-ish, you know. Like yeah. the, uh, but like Keith David does the voice of Spawn, which is great. Um, and like Spawn is kind of barely in it most of the time. Oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. Well, no, because he's it's uh, that's the whole point. He's hidden shadow, and you know he's in it, but you never really see, you don't see him too often. Oh, okay, okay. So he doesn't wear out his welcome. Right. Oh. Bob's Burgers is getting a movie in 2020. So, hey, The Simpsons got a movie. Uh, Surprise Family Guy hasn't had a movie. What? They had the direct-to-DVD movies. Oh, that's right, yeah. I forgot about that. And, hey, I know a lot of people that really enjoy Bob's Burgers. I have kind of fell off of the show after a while. Uh, just because there's so much on to watch, you got to start picking and choosing after a while. Uh, but, yeah, 2020. You had a Bob's Burgers movie, so awesome stuff. Are you a Bob's Burgers? Nope, never watched it. <laughs> I feel like you should at least watch a couple of episodes, but I don't know. I've heard it's, I've it. heard it's a, I've heard it's a lot like King of the Hill, like as far as like yes. focused more on family, the, mm-hmm. the family dynamic, and not being like outlandish or having yeah. like comically like cartoonishly stupid characters, like. Simpsons or Family Guy or American Dad. <laughs> yes, it is very different in that way. So like it has like realistic, fairly realistic plot and like characters, which is fine. Like, like good right item. on. Right on. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm still bitter about King of Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you there. I uh, being from Texas and it being set there, always, always hitting a chord. I think there was some like some interview or something where like Fox might try to bring that back, like can yes. give it help back. But mm. the pro like there's three problems. The first problem is Mike Judge is busy. Second problem is uh, I think I forget his last name, but the guy, the other guy who created it, uh, Greg something is busy. Yeah. And the third problem is uh, Fox treated that show like shit. <laughs> And didn't so, uh, the person that played Bobby died too? No, Luann. Yeah, Brittany oh, Murphy, Luann. She okay, died. That's, yeah. Yeah, Greg Daniels. That was the other guy. Like he's busy with other shit. Right. <laughs> uh, but so there, there would be some hurdles. But 
I just don't think Mike Judge would kind of allow it because of how they treated him. Oh, <laughs> like how they treated not. the show, you know? Yeah, they kept kind of just treating it like the bastard of the block that they really didn't want after a while. So, yeah. I mean, that show lasted because it was consistent for a long time. Yeah, that's the thing about King of the Hill. Like, it never, it never had like the Simpsons highs. You know, like season three through like five or whatever, but it never had the Simpsons lows of the past fifteen years of The Simpsons. <laughs> like, right, it, yeah. it was always a consistently good, but not great or excellent show, which is fine. Like, I'd rather have that, honestly. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of people say that they really liked last year's Simpsons, though. So, I, don't know. I think the like the season premiere of The Simpsons was. The Surfsons, I want to say that was the name. Yeah. And it yes. was like a fantasy Game of Thrones, you know. Yes, pastiche. it was. Yes. And it's like, holy, you guys are just really running out of ideas, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> at least they don't, at least there's still something to it. Like when Family Guy does the parodies, it's just like, oh, God. Let yeah. Uh, the. I I have a, a thing with this because I used it a lot um, uh, for a while. Like I used it to, you know, this is how I would interact with the girl. Like I met my my first girlfriend because of AIM uh, that I had in college for a while, you know. So like I I have a like big thing with with AIM. Like I used that to talk to people for a, a long time in the nineties and. All the way up until you know 2005, 2006, until you know Facebook became a thing and you didn't have to use that anymore. But uh, yeah, so kind of sad to see it going away. But yeah, I mean, with with all the social media we have now, it's kind of pointless. You mean AOL Instant Messenger? You should. <laughs> yes, AOL Instant Messenger. I did say AIM like three times, but yes, you're right. AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, uh, I mean, I used it. I used it. A ton, also. Like I had a buddy list of like 150 people or 200 or whatever. Like high school, obviously. Right. Yeah. Like you, you would always you, you would ask people like, "What's their aim handle or screen name?" Not their phone number. Like who? Right. Exactly. Uh, and then yeah, like people just drifted away from it and you know just kind of died. Like they had no new features, and they would occasionally try, and they would be kind of awful. <laughs> And, like, I think Spam took over, like, a lot of AIM also, which is unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and then, then, like, you know, with Facebook and Twitter both having DMs or Messenger, it was kind of pointless, you know. Yeah, and then also AIM had, like, I, I always saw it as AIM was for Americans, kind of obviously. Uh, right. MSN Messenger was for, like, Europeans and, like, Australians. Uh yeah. And ICQ was used by people who, like, would wear tinfoil hats. <laughs> Yahoo was a big uh, thing for if you liked doing chats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had a Yahoo account just for that, just so I could go in different chats. Well, Yahoo yeah, had, like, chat rooms built in. Yeah. Like, I don't think the other two really didn't have that. Right. But they had, like, a chat room for almost everything. So it was like you go in there and you just talk to random people that you'll – Usually never yeah. know their name. So. I mean, it's a sh- it's a shame, but like, when was the last time you signed on to AIM? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I feel like I probably at some point in, uh, like I want to say 2012 or something, might have done it just to see who was still on there. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I did it like two years ago, and there was still a lot. There's probably like ten people still on, but I think most of them were just automatic account, like automatically set up or yeah. auto signed on or something. They had like, a sure phone if, or something. I'm sure if I like yeah. sent a message to one of them, like it'd get no response or just like I, I don't even know who most of the people are at this point. Also, so you're like, oh yeah, that was that guy in high school. Oh now, yeah, I'm pretty much. <laughs> Do uh. Did you have, like, one of those weird, like, away messages? Oh, yeah. Like, you created yourself? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Prove you were cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was the thing. Like, it's like, what, how cool could your away message be? And then people would be like, all right, that's, that's innovative. Uh, The Tamagotchi is coming back, which I never, I had uh, the Digimon uh, things. I, I didn't have a Tamagotchi. But I do remember a lot of girls having them on their backpacks, and they had to eventually outlaw them in the school because they kept going off. And people would, you know. I had a time. I think I had the Angel Tamagotchi, um, and I didn't really get into it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think later on, I got the uh, Chow VMU thing with Sonic Adventure, and uh, I yeah. got into that. I got into that more. Until, like, two hours later when the VMU battery ran out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was... I liked that that thing. It took me a while to figure out that it was, like, a little pet. Yeah. In there. And then once I did, I was like, oh, I don't... I'm going to take care of it, and I don't want it to die. And it's... It, it was interesting that they, like, had the forethought to put that in there. Uh, just... Sega... Doing cool things with the Dreamcast, which unfortunately didn't last long enough. But. Well, I think it was partially based on a P- like a PlayStation One thing, because uh, Sony had the Pocket Station in Japan, and ah. that came out. I want to say ninety nine or ninety eight. No, ninety nine, but it came out way before. No, it came out later, I guess. So my, the VME might be might have been first, but yeah, the Pocket Station was basically the same thing for Sony for the PS One, mm. and I think it like I think Ridge Racer used it, Ridge Racer Four, and I think Final Fantasy Eight used it also. What'd you do with it in Final Fantasy Eight? Uh you picked cards. Picked cards with it. With the triple triad. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and like it didn't come to America, so I think that stuff stuff was either kind of stripped out or just kind of left. <laughs> Weird. But oh no, hey. Uh, yeah, oh no, so, it's called it's ahead. called Chocobo World. Okay, that makes more sense. So it was you took care of Chocobo. Yeah. Okay, that makes much more sense. Yeah. Okay. So, way better than Tamagotchi or Chow Garden. <laughs> exactly. Take care of your Chocobo. That's, you know, and have it uh, get so excited it plays a song for you. That's... you. You, like, fight enemies and stuff, too. Oh, really? Wow, that's cool. As a Chocobo? 
Yeah. See, they need to bring that game back. Just... I feel wait, they had one of those on like DS where you played as the Chocobo and like I think you raised it and stuff like that. I can't yeah. I think I have the game on my on the, this computer somewhere. Huh. Uh so uh, of course I mentioned Evil Within two came out yesterday. Uh Gran Turismo Sport, which you know Forza came out a couple of weeks ago. And now Gran Turismo Sport coming out for Sony, so Microsoft and Sony going at it with that. I wonder which one's going to do better. <laughs> yes. Uh, watch Gran Turismo make a comeback. Who knows? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, it has that VR support. That's all it needs, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. South Park, <laughs> the Fractured Butthole coming out same day. WWE 2K18 coming out. That's I know you're excited for that. You get to play as Colonel Sanders. I'm on board. That's that's exactly why uh, you need to play the game. Colonel Sanders, Kurt Angle is Colonel Sanders, and no, it's uh, just, I don't. Oh, it's Colonel I, is it, I swear is it he Kurt has Angle? like Kurt Angle's build, but I, I just want to make. Go, ahead. go on. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that they did have Kurt Angle come out as Colonel Sanders in a commercial. No, no, this is like Colonel Sanders, like a you know wholly new character. Oh, but right, I want okay. the, I want there to be a uh, like a year long feud with Colonel Sanders and Brock Lesnar, <laughs> or Brock Lesnar just murders them every day. No, the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's well, that's probably not happening outside the. <laughs> Watch them uh, put that on TV. At some point, uh, Fallen Warrior Warriors also coming out as well. So, and we're getting into that part of the season where you got to pick a game every week because there's no way you're buying all of them. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be back, uh, next week and we'll see you later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.